I tell them all the time, all the time. I still ain't figured this out. I'm in it for the long run. I still ain't figured this out, man. She said she got the answers. I still ain't figured this out. She said he got the cues. I still ain't figured this out, man. I'm in it for the long haul. And welcome to another episode of the Crappy Awesome Podcast. It's your host, Kill C. Rayman. Welcome back. Thank you. If this is your first time tuning in, go over to platformcollection.com right now. Uh, you can check out all the artists that we support. Um, if this is your first time tuning in, welcome to Crappy Awesome. Uh, I think this is going to be a really cool episode, man. Uh, we've followed the gentleman who's a guest on the show today for quite a long time. I'd, I'd probably say back to the beginnings of uh, of Platform Collection, he was he was there, man. And uh, our guest today, Namik, is in the house, man. Long overdue, my friend. What up, brother? What up? Glad to be back, though. I know it's been a while. Yeah, man. It's just, I mean, you've been you've been working, bro. So it's not like it was for for bad reasons. You've been working. You've been out there. You've been winning championships. You've been hey. dominating the airwaves. Um, you, you, man, you've been all over, bro. So I think for people who are tuning in or new to the show, you guys can go to platformcollection.com right now, or you can go to Spotify or wherever podcasts are found, and then just type in Navic's name to search for the podcast. He's had a few on the show where he's given a lot of his, his, his early years, his history. Um, but today we're going to be catching up from like the last time he was on till now. And there, there's a lot to catch up on. Um, so, dude, for, first of all, how are you? How are you feeling? You good? Everything's good. Family's good. Yeah, yeah, family's good. I'm, I'm feeling cool. You know, for the most part, you know, my friends are good. I, uh, we're feeling good, man. You know, like this, this, this pandemic really hasn't. Uh, I know it's affected a lot of people, but for some reason, I just I'm grinding it out. I'm grinding it out as much as I can, and yeah, feeling feeling great right now. You know, the ride don't yeah. stop. Yeah, man. Um, I okay. So, last time we spoke um, on this show, anyways, you were you were kind of like starting to get more. I and this is fair to say, I think it was you were starting to get a lot more attention in in Cali and the underground scene. Um, not that you hadn't already, but you had been building and grinding for a while, and it seemed like you were starting to get all the things that we thought you should get like the things that you deserve, more notoriety, more push. Um, can you kind of take us through those those early days of you kind of transitioning into like the the label deal that you're in now, the how you're putting out music? How did that start? Like where were you at? I think you had just released a CD. And yeah. uh, do you remember that one? Yeah, it was a while ago. That one was uh, Namafest Destiny, I think yes. it was. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Yes, sir. You yeah. actually uh, directed the, the Percy P video. That's right. That's right. Thank you, my classic. Boy. It's a classic yeah, yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Word up. Word up. Yeah. Shout out Percy P, man. Still, still the homie, you know? Yes, sir. So, uh, yeah, man. So after that album, you know, that was uh, kind of through like Abstract Rude's label, Keep the Feel right. Entertainment. You know, big up to Ab Rude. Um, after that, I ended up finding my way to link up with the big homie Cocaine, man, the legendary Cocaine. Yeah. 
it's actually a, a crazy hip hop moment how I met him, man. I, I feel like all this stuff happens for a reason, bro. I was actually at the B side show okay. in the city of Covina, you know, the homie spot right there. Shout out Rabbit Shay and all the family. Shout out to the homies, yes, sir. Yeah, man. Actually freestyling out there with the uh, Existerio, I'm pretty sure it was, of the Shapeshifters and, and Cadillac Ron, rest in peace, man. Yeah. Just and, on a random, like just you guys just, just on a random. I, I think they happened to be getting interviewed that day. And I don't live too far from there. So, you know, I had to pull up. And uh, just so happened, Cole King was getting interviewed that same day, man. So he heard me freestyling and was kind of just like, ooh. He's like, hey, homie, like, let me go do this interview. And then uh, I'm going to talk to you. Yeah. So he ended up uh, inviting me to his video shoot the next day with Corrupt and Trey D of the East Siders. A lot of the music that I pretty much grew up listening to, man. Right, right. Dogtown and all that stuff, you know, so... It was pretty cool to get that invite. So, you know, I showed up the next day. Everything worked out good, bro. I got, you know, connections with, with Roscoe, the dog pound, which is Corrupt's little brother. Ended up collaborating with him. Um, it just wait, wait, like let's, slow, let's slow down, though. Like, so, okay, so you get the invite at that time. Because, again, dude, you it wasn't like you hadn't put in time. You know, people knew. We, yeah. a lot of the people in the underground knew what you could, what you were capable of. There was a lot of people that had been following you ready. You had, you already had built a fan base on your own. When you got that invite, did it seem like, oh, this might be something, this might be something here. You know what I mean? Did it feel like that? Or were you just like, oh, I'm just going to go to a video shoot and, and and that's probably be it? Nah, it felt like uh, everything was aligning, honestly. Yeah. You know, yeah I, I know still. some people don't believe in that type of stuff, but I, I felt it because uh, I forgot to mention I had previously dri- just dropped the EP called Open Eye with my homie yeah. Frankie Valentine. Shout out to Frankie. And, um, and on that, that, that single, the, the first single on that EP was hosted by CC the Mamacita of K-Day. So yeah. I was already kind of like trying to hop into that West Coast G-Funky scene because it was already in my, it was always in my heart, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, so it was just crazy how that worked out. Cocaine hitting me up, who's the king of G-Funk, one of the originators of it. Yeah. So you get there and you're, you're, you're at the video shoot. Obviously, you're meeting everybody. Um, is it a little surreal for you? Are you like, oh man, this shit is, man, this shit is really happening right now. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, I ain't gonna lie straight up, bro. I was like, yeah. damn, yeah. Like, this shit is really popping off right now, man. Freestyling with Corrupt. Corrupt was like, wow. hey, homie. I, I even mentioned it in one of my songs. Corrupt was like, hey, homie, you the illest Latino rapper since Big Pun, homie. Woo! Good looking out, OG. Wow. Wow. That's amazing, dude. That's fucking yeah. and from from him. Oh my god. Yeah, from Corrupt, man. You know, so yeah, and here's the here's the thing that I've always loved about you, brother, is that um your humbleness and like your your ability to stay a fan has you've never lost that. Like you've always oh, been yeah, a fan man. of shit. And it's crazy, like that you ended up where you ended up too, because you had like that's verified that you had been listening to that it influenced your music so much. The sounds of the people that you now fuck with, yeah. a, a lot of they, a lot of them were even influenced by the same people you were influenced. So for you to just happen to like be there at the B side, so literally you're saying if you were not at the B side that night, that probably would not have happened, right? At least that situation. Honestly, I don't think yeah that that situation never would have happened, bro. I, wow. I never would have I never would have linked up with cocaine like that. Yeah, never would have got that invite. Yeah. Wow. You know? Cause those, amazing, uh, I feel like those opportunities are, are hard to come by, especially with like, like industry cats like that, just to see them right there and be able to, you know, talk to them in a certain type of way. 
<clears throat> yeah, they, they were feeling the vibe, bro. So it was all good. Was yeah, all I mean, and, and it's important too, like for like, we, we get a lot of young artists that listen to this show trying to figure their way through this industry. It's important that you guys know, like one of the things that Namek did, and this is why it probably, why a lot of the stuff happened is because dude had been preparing for that opportunity forever, right? For oh, an for, for an opportunity, period. He just, he knew he had sharpened his sword to the point where I just need somebody to see, right? And, yeah, and this yeah, is going to get to where it needs to be. Um, okay, so let's talk about like the, uh, you start working there, things are starting, it seemed like, at least from the outside looking in, obviously it's always more complicated inside, but from the outside looking in as a fan, I'm watching it go down and I'm like, man, this is, it's moving fast, right? Like it seems like all of a sudden, you know, He's dropping songs. He's got videos. There's tons of, I mean, there's tons of people of huge notoriety in videos. The Raider thing happened, right? The Raider thing kicked off. And let's talk a little bit about that. How did that, I mean, that's got to be kind of a dream come true almost. Yeah, well, the Raider thing happened. It was crazy. Big up to my boy, Jimmy Lokes, man. Yeah. Who's who's actually my partner in in this Raider Nation blackout thing that we got cracking now because of that song initially, because of the first Raider song that I did. And he pretty much just called me, him and the other homie Fabian out there in Porterville. They came at me one day and were like, hey, bro, you got to hurry up and just do a writer song. Let's do a yeah. writer song. Simple as that, man. I did yeah. the writer song. It happened to do pretty wow. well. And that shit didn't <laughs> stop. Simple as doing a writer song, man. Just keeping the writer nation flow. No? Yeah. And that's crazy. I mean, dude, talk about being embraced by a community. It's it's been uh, awesome yeah, to see that dude like there's i i will i'm a raiders fan uh i, I was no. so i'm in like i'll just go into groups and see people like posting your video or talking about like oh you need to check out this dynamic like he's writing yeah, for the man. nation and like dude it's um did it's you did you feel like that wave of um appreciation from that community was going to come like at that you know that big of a way did you know <laughs> Honestly, I I knew the song was good. Yeah, you know I I try to make it like a family oriented song. I didn't cuss in it at all. Usually you hear uh-huh. about a Raider song, it's like you know fuck you, fuck this, da da da. Yeah, like yeah, some, yeah. Some gangster type shit. But uh, as, as for this one, I try to keep it as family oriented as possible, and it happened to work out for me, man. The beat was banging. Bigger to my boy Garrett Hoy. So I, I knew something was there. I just didn't know exactly what it was gonna be, and it, it turned out to be something cool, man. I ended up getting a lot of gigs from it. We yeah. got flown, flown up to Oakland a few times to perform at the Hilton, you know, free tickets <laughs> to the game, meeting the players, all that good stuff. So that's so dope, dude. Yeah, I mean, the Raider players know who you are. Like it's a, it's it's a, a couple trip. of like, them. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a quite a few that because like I said, I've seen, I follow them. I know like they post shit, and it's it's crazy. Um, okay, so you're going through that. Things are starting to speed up now. Um, what do you feel like is like the next? Like major thing along your path that started to happen after the Raider thing. Yeah, the, um, I think it happened. It was probably the Power One Hundred Six. Yes, um, let's talk about that, years, man. Three times, right? Three time champ. Three time champ, and hopefully yeah. it would have been more. But Jay Cruz ended up moving to ninety two three, so they yeah. stopped it. You know, because it was on the yeah. Jay Cruz show on Power One Hundred Six. Gotcha. And I guess you know, Nick Cannon took his spot. Jay Cruz moved over, moved over to ninety two three, and it kind of just, just stopped right there, man. So it was cool though. Um, what was that, that environment like, man? What was that like? The talk about the first time you go up there to do that. What was that like? 
the first time I went up, yeah. I actually went against the three-time defending champ. Right. It was, was Rome, the homie Roman. Happens yeah. to live right here in Baldwin Park, too. 626, love. Shout out, Roman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in fact, he was on um, last year's, or this, or, or earlier, the Thought Fest. We had him come out on the oh, second yeah, stage. Yeah, he was. yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah, so you're, go, right. you're going against him. Yeah, so uh, I was going against him. He was a three-time defending champ. I had like a day's notice. Jeff Garcia from Power 106 hit me up. He was like, yo, we like your style. We like what you're doing. Uh, we want to invite you to come over to, to our Freestyle Friday battle tomorrow you know, in Burbank. I was like, wow. oh, shit, tomorrow? Let's do it. You know, I had to wow. put aside everything else, with, you know, everything else I was doing at the time and just went in for it, man. And then yeah. I, I come to find out I was going against the three-time defending champ. I was like, ah, shit. This wow. is shit. So I, did I you wasn't think, prepared at all, you know, but man. Yeah. Let me ask you this, dude. Okay. Cause I've seen you, I've seen you battle a few times. It, it, these by the way, are not like your first championships, maybe arguably the bigger, biggest championships, but these are not your first champion. You've held some freestyle and battle belts in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and when you're there, was the environment, because this was like kind of their champ, right? Like Roman was their champ three times champ. Did you yeah. feel like, Maybe you were going up there like they didn't know if you were going to win. Like, did they, did anybody, were people betting on you? You think like did they, at that time? Cause they didn't really know what you could do. Right. Yeah. They didn't really know what I, well, actually CC, I think CC was working there at the time. Okay. And CC kind of knew what was up with me. Cause she was featured on my last EP. Right. So I'm, pr I'm pretty sure she probably was, was talking a little bit, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah. 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 Hopefully she wasn't though, because I wanted to go in there like ha, ah, like as the underdog, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and just slay it. It was real close though. I think it boiled down to like Roman got me on the on the Twitter or something. Roman got me on the Instagram. I got him on the phone calls, and then I got him on the Twitter like fifty two percent to forty eight percent or something. Oh crazy. wow, real so, tight, real tight. Yeah, so it was crazy, man. Okay, so you win. Um, and now you're the champ. Did you know immediately that you'd have to defend it? Like, was that explained to you right away? Or did you just think that was maybe this was a one-time thing? No, yeah, they told me after they were like, yeah, uh, we'll probably hit you up again in the next week or two. And we'll just look for a proper, I guess they take a while to look for a proper opponents or whatever. Or they tried yeah. to. Yeah. And, um, so it took like another two weeks or something like that. Went up against the other homie ARS. You know, we did our thing. I happened to come out victorious on that one. Then it was like another two or three weeks or so. And uh, what was the homie's name? Antoine. Went up against Antoine. And, you know, I came out victorious again, man. But those were some dope MCs. Homie can't take nothing away from them. I just had oh, to yeah. do my thing a little bit better that day, man. So we uh, we kept it moving. I wanted to go. I wanted to get that four P. Hopefully a five, six, seven. You never know, right? But yeah, I yeah. Guess we'll, I guess we'll never know now. I guess <laughs> we'll never know. know. Who knows, dude? Who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe one day we'll find out. Um, I mean, I feel like at some point you're you're probably not going to be battling on there. You're probably going to be pushing, you know, your albums to the Grammys or something like that. But I, I, I feel like about, I don't know about the Grammys, but I'm I'm at least trying to trying to push my music on on mainstream like uh, mainstream sources and radio stations Absolutely. like that. And I, I feel like it's that time, you know. It's so I still, ready. I still bring the soul. I still try to incorporate the soul and the funk into it, and I, I hope people see that. But it needs to be heard, man. It's, it's time to be heard. Yeah, dude. I um. Did you feel? Did you feel any like um? Was there anybody who like disagreed with the path? Was there anybody who was like, oh, oh man, like, 
don't go that way because people appreciated you in the underground for sure. But I, I can tell you this, dude, from our side, looking at that, I was like, yeah, this is, it's about time. You know what I mean? Like it's about, cause to me, you were making radio music, music that could be bumped on the radio forever, not radio music, but music that could be bumped on the radio for a dude. long time. You've been doing that. And I, I, and it was weird. So that's what I'm asking. Obviously fans can be fickled. Supporters can be fickled. Was there any blowback from that? Yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, I had a bunch of comments. I just heard around, heard through the grapevine that people were saying that I turned soft and this and that. And oh wow, you know, I started bringing like more melodies into my music and shit. Because I always loved the R and B too, man. Like, right. if you really go back to my original original shit, like 2008, 2009, I was I was singing back then too. But yep. I just happened to link up with certain underground heads and was featured on certain albums. And you know, I was part of Chamber Records and all that. To, where everybody thought that that was all I could do. You know, right, so right, and and once I started getting the actual production that I always dreamed for, which was more of that like official G funky, yeah, yeah, culture, I, I took advantage of it, bro, and just rolled with it. Yeah, I would have thought that that was probably the yeah that was probably that makes complete sense that like what it was was you also needed to link with producers that were going to be able to that you were going to be able to do all those things with right to put yeah. all your talents out on. Because that's that's tough to find that. If it, it, it seems like the people you work with now seem to really understand like what you want to do, um, because it seems very concise. It seems very like well thought out. Um, but yeah, dude, like what? I mean, you know, uh, of course, of course, people are gonna talk shit about anybody who levels up. That's just the way it is, right? And then supporters, supporters who understand and like who like literally. That's why it wasn't that big of a surprise to me because I. I was paying attention to the music. Like you can hear it in the music. Like yeah. you've been on this show talking about how you were heavily influenced by oldies and, and yeah, rock yeah. and like all these different things. And you loved melody way early on. You were talking about that way early on, but the opportunity to do all those things sometimes is solely based on the ability to be able to like create it with another producer or on the level that you want it to be. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I, I feel like I found them, bro. I found the, the 22 year old white version of DJ Quick, my boy Garrett Hoy, man. So that's what oh, I wow. call him. He's like, yeah. Well, now he's like 24, 25, but when I met him, he was like 22, knocking out that G Funk shit. And man, bro, he pretty much, he, over the past two, three years, he's produced like 60, 70% of my stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Him and my boy Frankie Valentine, man. Those are like my main two. Of course, I still got Spock beats holding me down when, when I want some of that boom bap or something a little different. Yeah. Um, got other producers out there that I've been working with too. So it's yeah, a, man, it, it's a, I applaud, I applaud the producers that you are working with though. Cause it, def, it definitely seems like they've put together this great package around you as well. It seems like also um, there's a lot more time spent on just the, the entire package altogether. It seems like the videos are bigger. The, everything's bigger. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. Has that what what how's that experience been? Because again, dude, like we we've shot with a a Sony camera and everybody piled into a car to now you're shooting and you've got uh, assistant directors and lighting people and all this different stuff. How has the transition been? Has it been an easy one to make for you? Has it been nerve wracking? Has it been like what? How's it been? I just feel like it's all part of the process now. It's cool. It's, yeah. 
it seems natural. Everything flows natural to me. And half of the time, I'm still like co-directing my shit anyway. Like, there look it looks like there's assistant directors and motherfuckers out there like that. There is. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but at the end of the day, I still know what I want in my head, and you know, I'm, we're still doing a lot of the work too. So it's, it feels good to be hands on as well. You know, that's really dope. You you feel like you're always going to be like that? Is that just kind of the artist you are? Yeah, it has to be like that. Right now, I'm going back and forth. He's texting me right now. I'm going back and forth with the director of my last video. My next video coming out, which would be Lovely California, um, the second single off of this album, No Dress Code, which is on a Thump Records final yes, level sir. movie. Classic but, uh, Thump Records, by the way. People don't know the history behind that label. It's been around for many years. Um, yeah. I never would have thought I, I would drop an album on that label, man. It's crazy how, how it works out, but... Hey, salute to Thump Records. Because, you know, everybody everybody really thinks, uh, and they know it, everybody sees Thump Records as like a, like a Chicano rap label for the most part. Yeah. And uh, that's just kind of the stereotype they, they get. But if you listen to my music, I'm nothing like that. I may look like it at a certain time. You see the bald head and everything. And that's what people assume. But when they actually hear the album, they're like, hey, hey this fool's hip-hop. Or, oh, yeah. You shouldn't even be a part of this label. But that's what I wanted to do because the community is still the Chicano culture and the community is still thumb breakers, no doubt. So I just wanted to let people know, like my boys, like we can do hip hop, we can do that gangster shit, and we we can pretty much do anything we want to do. You know? Yeah, so put yeah. Down to. I mean, it, it, it's it's super dope to see you too. Like, I mean, that's the thing. What I'm talking about is like it. it what you're doing seems very thoughtful because there's. I know that that thing that you're talking about, the diversifying the sound, especially in the Latino community, has been something that you've championed for a long time. You've uh, always said we could be more than just what people think we are. You've taken a lot of pleasure in fooling people by them trying to read the, the cover before they read the book. Um, in, fact, in fact, I think we can say a lot of the times, I mean, I've been in places where people go uh oh this guy i'm battling this guy next oh this is gonna be easy he's gonna come out and we've all laughed our asses off because they didn't know what was about to happen to them um but that's the cool i think that is a cool thing man and i think it is important i think it's important that artists like you speak about those kind of things because there is so much more to the latino community and our community abroad there none of us are the same you know what I mean? Like, none of us are the same. We all have different things that we like. And then there's things that we all like. You know what I mean? Like, so I think it's really cool. I think Thump is a, is a cool place for that. How has been, how's been the, I mean, you're, you're on a label. How's been the label situation? It's been cool, man. It started through, a, through my homie Henji, who's actually mm -hmm. managing me right now. Final level music. Big up Henji Garcia. Shout for out to Henji. Yeah, for those that don't know Henji, he's actually an old school rhyme syndicate with yes, Ice T and a DJ Evil E. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty much a final level started with Ice T. Yep. Henji kind of took it and made final level music. So that's where we're at with it right now. And uh, it, it, it feels cool, man. Start, well, he, he's had a 25 plus year relationship with Dump Records. So that's kind of how that like intertwined together. Yeah. album dropped on final level slash thump records slash universal music group so i was like oh oh shit we we, we oh, official wow. right now at least yes, for this sir. album it's, it's super official yeah and, so and not to say that not, not not to say that my last one wasn't in amsterdam on cocaine's label buddy boy 
that, yeah. that felt very official as well. But you know, we're just keeping it moving now. It feels it feels great to be in this position right now, man. And to have homies like backing me up and shit and legends in the game, bro. Like Henry Garcia. You know, can't go can't go wrong with the OG holding you down like that, man. So you know, big and big up to my boy Jimmy Lopes. Because if it wasn't for Jimmy Lopes, I never would have met Henji. I never would have met Spider, and this possibly never would have been happening either. So, wow, dude, did you ever think? Um, do you do you have moments to yourself right now? I know things move fast, and we're in crazy times. But yeah. do you have moments to yourself where you think, like, man, like you think about those shows where you'd show up to a show and then two or three people might be there, or bad promoters, or yeah. bad tours. And, and at those times, it might have seemed like a really big deal, right? Like, it seemed like it was enough to get people mad. It was enough to, like... And now, when you look back on it, it's got to be, again, like I said, it's got to be surreal to go, like, oh, yeah, that didn't... That was just... Those were just little tiny steps to this bigger thing. And at the time, they seemed so important, though, you know? No, nah, for sure, because who wants to be performing in front of two or three people, right? <laughs> but, right, yeah. But hey, she looked back at it and it was like, that was all part of it. That was fun. Yeah. That was yeah. fun. It rapping was, in man. Front of, rapping in front of the homie and two of his hoes, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. And I mean, it, it's funny because it's a lot of those times is where you kind of sharpen that sword, you know? I feel like, I feel like if we can look at, you know, if we started writing your book today, right? And it's far from being over. But if we started writing it today, we could already start seeing the lessons in like, oh man, you just really do have to like not stop believing in yourself and and really, really, even if it just comes down to you, if you're the only one believing it, it's still gotta, you gotta stay strong to that. And luckily you had a lot of support. I was gonna ask you about your your parents, man. Your parents have been huge supporters of yours early on. Um, I remember going to the studio back in the day, like that they've all, your dad was always kind of proud of like what was going on. Um, they got to be happy, right? Yeah, man. My pops, he, he's always so love with the music thing. Yeah. My, my mom, you know, at first she was a little skeptical, but she sees she cracking. Yeah, I bet. I bet. <laughs> you know, the, it changes the, when the sun's on the billboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. That's crazy, too. That was crazy. Yeah. It's a it's a blessing to be on that one, too. Shout out to the homie, the homie Battle Rabbit with that one. But yeah, man, they, uh, I'm very appreciative towards that. They, yeah. I know I know uh, a lot of artists and shit, they, well, like, you know, like Nas, what was in his pops? Like a jazz musician, player. Jazz yeah. Musician. yeah. I know there's a lot of other ones too. The homie Cocaine, his pops was part of Motown. Yeah. So it's like, man, I wish my dad was part of something, but at least he and, and was like really official with the funk and the oldies, which always yeah. stuck with me. Yeah. So like I'm I'm glad he introduced that to me and you know he sees me incorporating that in my music and sees me riding with it. So it's like, yeah, you know. Yeah, man. It, it, it's it's gotta be, dude. It's gotta be a proud moment. Um, you know, I've had the pleasure of meeting him. Like it's uh it it is undeniable influence on you. You know what I mean? Like it's undeniable. So I think as a dad no matter what, you can look back at that and go like, yeah, there, I see the funk. I see the funk in him. I see the soul that I get. I sprinkled on him early on. So that's got to mm-hmm. be prideful, you know? Um, let me ask you this, dude. What is, what's like the future look like for you? We're in crazy times, right? Obviously, there's this pandemic, social unrest. 
Um, actually, let's get into this. Where where were you when the pandemic was announced, and what was in the plans that may or may not have been disrupted by that? Hmm. Where was I when it was announced, man? I was pretty much getting ready to drop the album. Yeah. I was in a OG Tommy D studio a lot. Actually, that's where I was. I remember that shit. And I was like, oh, it's really going down, down, down. It was in downtown LA, too. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, OG Tommy D is a legendary death row engineer. He actually mixed my last album. Yeah. Mixed a lot of stuff for Tupac, Machiavelli. And I was like, damn, it was a blessing to be working with him through Hamji yeah. as well. But, um, man, like I said, we were just in the in the works and in the midst of getting the album done back in February or March. Oh, yeah. it was February, right? Yeah, it happened right at uh, March 12th, I believe. March 12th yeah, yeah, March, March 12th. Yeah. So I was supposed, literally supposed to drop my album, bro, in like April. And this oh, pandemic wow. fucked everything up. I didn't end up dropping it until late July. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So it took like three, four months off. Which actually, at the end of the day, though, I felt like which was better because it just was gave more time to uh, kind of just promote it and build the relationship a little bit more with them, where they actually believed in me more and were like, "Okay, we see this fool putting in work, and we see the grind. We're really gonna ride with him and go full force." And that's where they linked up with Universal Music Group and actually made that solid deal happen. So, like I said at the beginning of the interview, the pandemic is actually kind of like. Help me out a little bit, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, you're not the first yeah. person on the show who who said that, honestly. Like, I've said this a couple times. Like, uh, my creative artist friends, like the people who are constantly creating shit, yeah. this was almost a blessing for them. You know what I mean? Like, it actually got to slow things down for them to do all the things they wanted to do. Whereas, sure. like, my, my friends who are, like, super, super social and want to be out all the time, and they're hurting right now. You know what I mean? Like, they, they're having a harder time then a lot of my friends in the hip-hop community seem like it was business as usual. You know what I mean? Yeah. So don't get me wrong, like, the shows have stopped. I know that stops yeah. some of the money flow, especially for a lot of the bigger artists who, like, go on, like, major tours and stuff. For sure. Dang, that, that cash flow ain't, ain't coming in for them right now. But for me, man, like, I feel like I was still getting on that level to where I wasn't making the most money at shows. I was getting some. It was cool. I wish, don't get me wrong, I still wish shows are going on right now. But it's cool. There's still people throwing little events here and there. I'm actually I'm rocking an event this Saturday, bro, in Riverside. So right on. This is it ain't gonna stop us. Wear your mask, respect other people, keep keep it rocking, man. I'm like I'm not gonna say I know everything, and I hate when people say that they they know exactly what's going on, man. The right, only I don't, thing I, really I don't think do anybody does. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I know for a fact is that we don't know shit, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up. Yeah. Yeah. So, so as far as the yeah because touring touring was such a big deal man like um that's the part uh definitely the live show thing is, is something i'm i'm missing tremendously um i wonder i've, I've talked I've, everybody that i've had on rev uh curtis fucking noah everybody i've been talking to everybody and i've asked them all the same thing do you when do you think if you had to just make crazy guess when when's this thing gonna get when are we going to get be able to be out on the road again? You know what I mean? Like, do you see that anytime soon? Bro, <laughs> this is my little uh, conspiracy theorist. Time. Sure, nah. let's hear it. Let's hear it. You know you're in the nah. right place for that. 
Nah, man, I just feel like this shit ain't ever gonna stop now. Yeah. I don't think I don't think we're ever gonna go to Raiders Stadium again. You know, there ain't never gonna be no fans in the stadiums again. Like, yeah, there's never really gonna be no festivals anymore and shit. They're gonna say what they say in twenty twenty two is coming back again or shit like that. But I don't know, man. This new world order thing. I think it's real, man. I, I hate to say it. Yeah. These. This shit is all predetermined, homie. Yeah. And like I said, we don't know shit, right? I don't know sure. shit. But sure. that's kind of just what I'm thinking. Um, yeah. I don't want to get too deep into politics and the Democrats and all that crazy shit, but I got you. Yeah, man. I feel you. Feel I me mean, though? I don't think you're I don't think you're alone. Uh I definitely don't think you're alone on that. Um I feel like there's yeah, I I think I see I see a lot of people making moves in the industry and, and trying to predict things. I definitely yeah. am not one of those people who's in that category. I feel, in fact, most of the advice I give to like our business partners and other people that we're working with is just, it's way too early. man. It is yeah. way too early to even figure out where this is going to go. I mean, we're not even, it's technically it's not even a second wave, right? No, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and they're saying it's all on the vaccine, right? So if we all wanted, if we all got the vaccine today, then it's back to normal. Yeah. But, it's really not back to normal. Right, right, right. I mean, just having to get a fucking vaccine for the world is scary enough for me. Um, do you think that uh, uh, when you were, like, when the when the pandemic hit, did you, did you think, like, did you, obviously, you know, you're, you're, you're alluding to the fact that you've read into some of this stuff. You, you're definitely trying to educate yourself on, you know, the world, but you always have. Um, did did you think that this was going to be what it was, what it is when it happened? Were you like, oh shit, here we go. At first I I didn't think it was going to be like this. I knew it was going to be something, but I really didn't think it was going to last this long. And I didn't think all this, uh, I feel like it all ties into the BLM and everything too, bro. Like, sure. It it's seems like it. Yeah, it, it seems, seems like, like it, right? Yeah. Perfect timing, right? It's just that much of a coincidence that all this is cracking right now. Like, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and, just, and I get hated on a lot for that, bro. Like just really? because I don't just because I don't like like always hashtag it or whatever. Like yeah. people are out there hating. And half the time it's not even the black homies. I'm like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude. I feel like it's like um I don't know, man. It it I think I would I would say that I feel personally that it's weirder for you not to think crazy shit is happening. Like you know what I mean? Like it, I feel like you just got to look around. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's it seems pretty weird. Too. Yeah, um but that's America, fucking America, man. Um That's America for you in yeah. 2020 especially. Yeah, so are you thinking are you starting to strategize because obviously this is going to, I, I mean, for sure already the entertainment business has taken major blow because of this. Yeah. We got movie theaters shutting down. We got studios shutting down. Um, have you started to strategize? And obviously you don't have to share that, but I, I mean, have you at least started to strategize like, okay, we got to, we got to go about this a little different. Is there, are there's already things in the works? Oh yeah. Yeah, man. Just a whole different mindset and outlook on stuff now. Yeah, of yeah. course, of course, the grind that the music grind is never going to stop. Like, it's 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 my heart. 
You know, I'm, I feel like the words that I say and the songs that I make, even if it only changes a few lives, it's worth it. Yeah, I know that it already has, and I, I feel like it will in the future, so it's always going to be with me. But just switching up a few things here and there, you know, yeah. keeping my health up is a real big thing now because, you know, just in case. That's a big really, one. really pops off, man. I'm, that's why I'm, I'm really trying to chill on the drinking thing and everything. Everybody knows Namik is the one who likes to drink and party a little bit. But and you're not anymore? How's that? I'm, I'm really, I'm really, really trying to stop. Oh, wow. Stop the, all the hard liquor, bro. Uh-huh. And, and and really, really cut back on, on the beers and stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Did yeah. you, um, what do you feel like, because for sure, it, and I mean, to be honest, it could just be time. Um, but also it does feel like I can tell you this, dude, having not talked to you for a minute, um, there definitely seems to be this underlying maturity and like just calmness to you. Are you, is that something you're, you're working on? Do you feel like the, like just these events that have happened to you in these past years have matured you a lot? Honestly, I think this is the first time we've talked that I'm when, when I'm sober. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Usually, I'm always buzz around all the homies, you know, or so around so events. So talk about that. We always chop it up at events and music videos uh-huh. and stuff, and that's when I, that's when I'm always buzz. Right now, I'm sober. Took a couple hits of weed. Yeah, I'm chilling. Feel good. My body feels good. To yeah. be real, I, I went to Vegas last weekend, and I came back, and I was like, "All right, man, I'm getting too old for this shit, homie." Wow. Like. Yeah, it just, I feel it in my body. Like, I, I got to chill. I got to chill. I'm just yeah. keeping it real, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. That's yeah. dope, though, man. It's dope. I think it's, um, you always want, I feel like if you're a fan of an artist, you always want an artist to come into that level of maturity as they are getting the things that you're getting right now, you know? Because sometimes nah, when that, because sometimes it's the opposite, you know what I mean? And then it's all bad. You know, like they yeah, they completely, yeah, they completely <laughs> lose it, and then you're just like, oh fuck, that would have been dope, but you know, yeah. now they're in jail or and, something. And it's super cool that I got big homies and, and influences that that are telling me to stay on my p's and q's. You know, that's dope. That's very yeah, cool. Like, it's cool. It's cool. So, how you been? Um, other than recording music, um, and it seems like you've been doing a lot of that. Like, uh, how have you been passing this time, man? Like. Has it been frustrating for you um, not being able to, like, see maybe everybody you'd want to see? Like, how, how have you been dealing with it? Not like I haven't been traveling. Yeah. I've, I've been going out. You know, I've been going to the beach. I've been getting my mind off of this stuff, going to certain places. Yeah. Like I said, I just came back from Vegas last weekend. Yeah. You know, we're head, headed back out there next Next month for a meet and greet with the rate with the Raider Nation, you know, know, even though there's never going to be fans in the stands again, the Raider Nation is still in Las Vegas now. So it's just a beautiful thing. So we headed back out there next month for the meet and greet, keeping my mind busy, man, keeping my body busy. Yeah. And besides recording music, I got the studio where I also rent it out and I engineer and stuff, too. So I got like clients here and there. That's dope. Yeah, man. That's super. Yeah. I was thinking about that before uh, we linked up today. I was like, oh, man, this guy's second home is going to become Vegas. It's just, uh, that's just maybe. part of it. You know what I mean? Because uh, you're, it is, it you're is, so embraced up. by that community. And it's just right there. You know, it's not, it's a, it's a quick drive. It's a quick hop over there, you know. It's quicker and, than it was in Oakland. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be, that's going to be super dope to watch that. And I feel like 
yeah, that city, right? That city's taken a has taken a major hit. Um, yeah, man, it was kind of crazy just to be walking around there and. Yeah, what was that like? It wasn't like a go. It wasn't a ghost town, uh-huh. but it was. But you it could was tell. Vegas. Yeah, you could yeah. tell. Yeah, yeah, that's gotta be. Yeah, I was thinking about like uh, when people like because that's like one of the because it's based around fun and it's based around relaxation. A lot of people tend to forget about like the nightlife people, and I have a lot of friends in nightlife. And uh, I was talking to a friend who actually owns a club down here in San Diego, and you know they're starting to have that talks of like man we might not be able to keep this open you know because you go literally people don't understand like a good nightclub can make a ten thousand in a night like nothing like that's nothing you know so for that to go away you know like we're not doing that anymore that's it's a major life change you're talking about staff has got to go entertainment's Mm got to go Maybe you're not. And it's it's going to be interesting. Again, I think it's too early to predict and I hope for the best. But that is that is a scary thought to start seeing like, oh, man, like the spots we used to perform at are not. They might you may never perform there again, not because they're not open, just because they just never coming back. You know what I mean? Never coming back, man. Yeah. I hope hope we're wrong, though. I do, too. I I do, too, man. I I, I hope for the best of us. I, I feel like. One of the things that I've been talking a lot about friend to friends with is so far, and this is, I've become like a history buff on this kind of stuff because I'm so interested in the fact that after every pandemic that has touched the planet in modern times, right, all the way back to the 1800s, 1700s, um, a renaissance of art and innovation happened almost immediately after, right? Because a lot of artists are, they have the time to really develop into the things they want to be. And again, everybody, Picasso, uh, Rembrandt, everybody came out of, out of these times where it was, it was, the world was black for a while. It was dark and cloudy. And then out of that comes the Renaissance. And it seems like, I feel like the people like yourself, like the people that are in place to kind of take us in that direction. It again, dude, like it's as much as things you said, you alluded to this a little earlier on the show. As much as things seem like they are bad at times, man, it really does seem like a lot of this was meant to be, though. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to not think that, especially when I'm excited about, like, the art that's going to come out of this. I'm excited about the innovation that's going to come out of this because I see all all of my friends are getting busy right now, you know? So it's going to be crazy, you know? And a lot of my homies... Like my talented producer homies, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to mention names because uh, I don't want to put them on blast. But a lot of my talented producer homies are uh, kind of experimenting on a lot of fungus right now. Yeah, and getting super yes. creative yes. right now. You know, so yes. So I can't. I can't wait to see what comes out of that, bro. I think that's going to be. Uh, I think that what you're alluding to. Uh, it, I think that's going to be a major trend as a whole. I hear more and more people that I never thought would be yeah. doing that are doing it. Um, yeah. And it seems to be getting more into the mainstream. I hope, bro, you know, cause you're an experiencer of it. Um, life changing, life changing. Sometimes, especially sometimes I, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. We've had our conversations about DMT. Um, yeah. yeah. I've had a few friends that I never thought because yeah, when you're sitting at home, and there's not a whole lot to do. Your mind starts to go and you start going like, hey, maybe there's something to this. 
And sure enough, I, man, there's been times where I've dreamt like, dude, too bad we couldn't just like prop dust the planet with a little bit of DMT here and there. Everybody like micro dosed every day. Yes. Everybody micro dosed a little bit of shrooms every day. It would every be a way day. better place. I mean, Absolutely. The world would be a much better place. Absolutely, dude. I think that it's um yeah, it's again, so oh, we were talking about how things kind of just are meant to be. That again was part of what launched a lot of the Renaissance uh, in the past, where it was again psychedelics. Like people were starting to experiment with psychedelics because they're at home, because they're having. I said this the other day for the. I have friends like this, right? Like that are uh, like new dads, right? Like they have new, they have new new babies at home, and mm-hmm. up until the pandemic, they'd literally never been home seven days a week. And experience oh, their yeah. family and their kids, they and they're crazy. yeah, and 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 on the flip to that, they're also having like this eye-opening thing of like, yo, damn, somebody should be here with the kids. Like, we should not be away from the kids for eight hours a day. A lot of shit can happen. We're missing out a lot on a lot, and it was cool to hear. I don't know if you heard this. Twitter um, uh, is now legally allowing every employee to never have to come back to an office. They're going to set them up so they can all live at home because what they found was that the, the amount of output that they were doing increased because they were running their own thing. They didn't feel the stress of a supervisor over them. You know, like they, they kind of had pride more in their work because they were doing it when they wanted to do it. And then they were happy because they got to be around their families. So we're proving from right now through, through a lot of this harmful stuff that's happening. We're also proving these really good things that, you know what? The because I for sure believe this. The infrastructure of the old days of like boss, supervisor, get there at seven, be go home at ten. It's foolish. It's yeah, foolish. It, it never worked. By the way, that's why we're in this place. That's why we're in where we're at right now because it never worked. And I think people are getting woken up to that for the first time ever. And that's I think that's a positive. You know, most definitely, most definitely. And I I feel like it goes back to. Uh, just the family as a whole, like, I know there's a lot of domestic violence going on right now, yes. too, which is yes. very unfortunate. Yeah, that's the flip side to it, right? Yeah, that's the flip side of everything right now. It's, it's, it's messed up, bro. I, I feel like it's, it's messed up. But when it comes down to that, because yeah. people are literally going crazy. I, I was talking to my homegirl last night, and she's she's going crazy. Her daughter's seven years old. She's living with, like, her cousin and her, and her and her cousin and her cousin's boyfriend and her cousin's boyfriend is a crazy ass motherfucker and yeah. this fool's going crazy too and everybody in the house is just going crazy and I want to do something about it but you know like who like who who am I to, I just heard she needs to talk to someone talk yeah to someone dude, like, I think that's important yeah. right now right like I think one of the things yeah. that people can't do is um and that's why this is so dangerous and why it seems so like bullshit. Right. Like it just seems bullshit that they're trying to keep people away from each other when the reality is we need each other more than ever right now. And then there's these. Yeah. The flip side to that is that we have these kids who may be in a violent home and all of a sudden they're having to stay home and they're forced to deal with these things. Yeah, man. You know what? You know what I heard the other day, which was super interesting um, and it just hadn't dawned on me. And when they said it, I was like, oh, yeah, of course, that makes sense. But. None of our government, period, is saying any of the things that, like, literally you just said right now. Hey, you got to get, you got to get healthy. 
You got to like be good to people. You got to watch your mind. That I almost feel like, shouldn't we be running commercials in the United States? Like, hey, take care of your mind. Meditate. You know what I mean? Like, go for a never, job. Never Dude, see that. We'll never see that. And that, to me, is enough for me to think that it's bullshit, right? Because if you cared about your people, you would at least take care of that part. You know? At least take care of that part. Talk about the immune system. Don't yes. just always talk about wear the mask, you know? Yes. That fucks up our immune system at the end of the day, bro. Absolutely. Like, yeah, man. I hope that. You know, I, yeah, I I hope that it's. I hope that we're coming on on to better times, man. I know that you for sure are not going to allow this to take you down at all. So I know I'm happy to see that, bro. I can't wait to see the music coming out. When? What can we start expecting? Um, for the is there any, what's happening for the rest of the year for you or early next year? What's going on? Still going hard with the promo for this album, No Dress Code. Yes, sir. Um. I, it just released like three weeks ago, so still fairly new. Just to throw it out there, it features a bull rock of the Dove Shack. You know, I got him to do the remix Summertime yeah. instead of LBC. So that was a dream come true in itself, man. Uh, the first single on that album was actually Change with uh, with Nate Dogg's son, Inhale. We yes, got a sir. video for that. Sounds just like his pops. He's dope, man. Dope, young, talented hat right there doing his thing, thing. Uh, who else is on there? My homie Freddie DeMarco, M. Dot Taylor from Final Level. We also got the homie Sloan Bone from Mo Thugs. Yeah, the homie YBE from out here in the 626 holding it down. So that album's dope, man. CC the Mama Cita's on it. Romeo from K-Day's on it. Uh, J. Cruz of 92.3's on it. Ooh. So go cop that right now, man. All streaming platforms, physicals coming soon, vinyl coming soon. Uh, yeah, in fact, in fact, what we'll do is we'll we'll um if you guys are listening to this on any of the platforms where podcasts are found or you're watching it on Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, um go to platformcollection.com. We'll we'll post the album right there under the under the player so you guys can get that easy Appreciate link. It, huh? You won't have to waste any time. You can bump it as you listen to the interview. Man, dude, oh, th- dude, thank you so much for doing this, bro. Um thank you for taking no, the time. You've always you've always been somebody that we support to the fullest. I love the fact that you're out there working, bro. And I can say this for sure. Um, on, on just all, all industry shit aside, it couldn't happen to a better dude. You know what I mean? Oh boy. I appreciate it for real, for real. Shout out to I, you, my G. Like you said earlier, I'm, I'm still a fan. I'm always be a fan. And this is all just part of the journey, man. Let's keep it rocking. And, yes, and look out for that blackout, blackout three coming soon. You know I gotta represent it, Papa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Raider Nation, stand up, man. That's your boy Namik. Namik, thank you so much, dude. We'll talk again soon, man. Sounds good. Sounds good. Much love, Copy awesome. Yes, love. sir. Yeah, dude. That's uh, that's the homie Namik. Um, what can I say, man? Uh, dude, dude has been grinding for a long, long time. Um, and is finally getting his due. And he's young. He's still young, man. He's still still young dude. Um, this is a guy who's, whose whole life has been hip-hop. So don't get it fucking twisted. His whole life has been this. So when you ask, like, how come I don't have what somebody else has? Well, you better put in the same amount of work. Because uh, that's a real easy answer to the question. Um, Shout out to Namek, Namek626 on Instagram. Follow him there. Once again, if you're listening to this right now via audio or you're watching it, um, go over to platformcollection.com. We'll post his latest albums. 
Um, maybe throw in some videos right under the player, so we'll make it super easy for you. Um, get to know Namek if you don't already. He is a, a, a Raider Nation staple. I love the Raiders. I always have. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> it, it's, it's super dope to be uh, in a place where you could just be really happy for someone. Super happy for Namek. We've uh, known, again, we've known him for many years, all the way up to the beginnings of uh, Crappy Awesome and Platform Collection. And still to see him rock in and finally getting his just due is an amazing thing. So go check that out. Guys, if you are, if you guys are like ever really interested in the things that we do, um, I can tell you it all lives at platformcollection.com. There's other shows going on. It's not just this crappy awesome. Um, Tumex is coming back soon. Uh, there's uh, Gene Flo has an amazing beat show about creating beats. Uh, so does Mike Mackey. Yazzie's doing great Instagram live shows as well as uh, contributing in writing. A lot of the, the staff are writing and making shows. So I give it up to, to our staff all the time. I want to give it up to them again because they're absolutely killing it. Shout out to the other people out there in our community that help us. Hip Hop Wins. Go over to Hip Hop Wins Bars Weekly. Shout out to Kali. Shout out to Nate over there. Uh, doing an amazing job with that. Uh, go over to B-Side Show. Shout out to Homie Rabbit who's doing a podcast now. Well overdue, Rabbit. We've been telling you to do a podcast since the moment you came on our show. So it only took 10 years. <laughs> so shout out to Rabbit. Um, and shout out to B-Side Show, Shop, all the good stuff. They are a staple in the community. Shout out to Husky Radio. Um, OG Husky Radio is amazing. Uh, go there. Check them out. Um, who else? I just want to make sure we're giving love to everybody. You want to give us some love. Again, merch at platformcollection.com. Share this video. Subscribe. Like. That's good enough. Have a great week. Have a great week on us. That'd be amazing. Um, we'll talk to you guys very soon. I still ain't figured this out. I'm in it for the long run. I still ain't figured this out, man. She said she got the hands.